Hey friend, welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, where we are all about taking inspired action towards showing up as the most confident and authentic version of ourselves. My name is Jess Bergio, and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur dedicated to sharing the behind the scenes of how others created a life and business of their dreams. Each week, you can count on multiple episodes, bringing you an inside look at how you too can create the life and business of your dreams. Life and business isn't meant to be done alone. Join the Beauty Inspires Beauty community, where we connect each week to share our goals, dreams, and aspirations every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Bergio, and today's episode's a little bit different for y'all, okay? So I have today a friend of mine who I've known for many years through the fitness world, and through social media, we haven't seen each other for a while, and he popped up on my feed, and I was like, yo, if this man does not represent everything that the Beauty Inspires Beauty, B-U, authentic, stands for, I don't know who does. And I'm like, well, he's not a beauty industry professional, but he is one of my, my friend, friendly, creative entrepreneurs, self-motivated hustler does the thing, like just living his best life. And I I said, Hey, um, would you want to come back on the podcast and hang out with me? And he was like, sure. Yeah. I'll make some time for you. So Bernard, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) So funny backstory. We were just chatting. I'm like, let me just hit record because during lockdown, we somehow started chatting through social media. He was doing some lives. I think I was trying to start doing some lives and stuff. And I said, we mm-hmm. should start an IGTV live where people can come have, what was it? Uh, coffee or cocktails. And we were, we called it something stupid. I don't know. With chats cocktails and something. Yeah. Chats and bubbles or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and here, here I am a year and a half later with the podcast. And I'm like, let's do this the right way. Let's make a real show out of right? it. <laughs> It's funny because I have a handful of friends who like we're, we're close, but we don't see each other often. Right. What do you call that? An acquaintance or, you know, someone, if you call them, they would, they, if I call you, I say, Hey, I need this. You'd show up like that type of person. They're just those type of people. Um, and it's funny because this podcast like platform has just given me the opportunity to have amazing conversations with people and just bring different perspectives perspectives over to the beauty world, but also just to talk to creative entrepreneurs. And I really do feel like you are one of those people who you live life by your own accord. Like you do what feels good. You do what needs to get done according to you. Like, I feel like you don't really put yourself in a box. Would I be correct in saying that? You, you, you are, you are very correct. You are very correct. Let me turn you around real quick. You know? All right. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. So, I mean, that's also not, not as easy as people may think, you know, people look on the outside in and they're like, Oh, like he does whatever he wants and blah, blah, blah. But just like everybody else, like struggle with the whole social media thing and trying to be something that you're not trying to compete with this person, trying to outdo this person or trying to be like, Oh, like since that person is doing this, I should be doing this comparing your journey to somebody else's journey. And, um, I go through that shit as well. However, it just doesn't last that long. <laughs> that's the only thing it just doesn't last that long I, I kick myself in the butt I'm like all right I need to do this and and a lot of times when that happens like I am like taking a break from social media and stuff like that um a lot of people actually think like I'm just just natural you know person who shares his life like I am not like I am the opposite like <laughs> and sharing stuff like it's like it's like a job like it's like a job but at the same time I do it I come back to it because of the response that I get from people when people send me messages and it it makes me feel like responsible you know to people at to a certain extent because of course you know you can't 
you know, be trying to please everybody all the time. But, you know, when you get messages from people saying how you made them feel because they watched your energy or your story or something like that, like, you know, like, um, I would say the last three to four months, I think I took like really like almost two months, like off of like Instagram. I wasn't posting shit. I was just, I was just tired of it, man. I was just tired of freaking Instagram. And like, and I was trying to figure out like where I was going to take my Instagram. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out now. But uh, when I took that break and now that I'm kind of back on, like I've got messages from people saying that like, I'm glad you're back on Instagram. I'm glad you're posting your stories the way you used to and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, those are the type of things that make me keep going, you know? It's just like when you're a personal trainer and you give people results and they're like, oh my God, you changed my life. And it's just like, this is why we do it. So, so yeah, to answer your question, that was a, that was a loaded answer, right? No, <laughs> but I can go on tangents like that. <laughs> absolutely. See, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm having to get my, I'm getting pretty good at like asking the questions to get to the meat and potatoes of the stuff because like, that's mm -hmm. the real shit. Like everyone sees, yeah. everybody sees people's like a game usually on social media we rarely post that two months that you took off where you weren't feeling it and you didn't really explain it and, and that's the thing we don't have to explain why we need a break or right. why we're taking a break you know if you if you do you know if you do know people are looking to you and they are going to be worried about you, you know giving them a heads up like hey guys i'm just taking a little quick break i'm going to come back hopefully refreshed and energized and bring you the a game that i love to deliver but you know, you're not the first person to say like it, it's a part it's part of your personal brand is showing up the way you do and bringing the energy that you do. You know, people buy into who you are and how you show up. It's not so much what you're teaching them to do. Right. You're a great right. personal trainer. You you bring great energy into any room that you're in, no matter whether it's just a get together. Everybody wants to have you there or whether you're leading a class. So tell tell the people what it is you do and how we know each other. Um, OK, how we know each other is from the old world gym when it used to be called world gym not yeah. the gym <laughs> you know when people would say the gym now i'm like are you just saying the gym i'm it like oh isn't. they're saying the gym like actually the gym but uh i don't remember how we actually met i think it was like um through like mutual friends or something like that and um sort of what i do i was in the navy for 11 years a lot of people don't know that and then uh, when I got out the military, I actually did not know I wanted to be a personal trainer until my last two years in the Navy. Um, I don't know if you remember that um, that program P90X back in the day. So yeah, so P90X, Tony Horton, that's my man. That's my man right there. So I bought that shit on a, on a three o'clock, 3 a.m. impulse buy. Yeah. And it was like one of the one of the best purchases that I've ever, I've ever uh, had. And uh, that program was legit. And I did that whole program and um, I started sharing it like with like my coworkers in the Navy. And then the PRT coordinator, he's like, he's like, man, he's like, could you lead the command like in some of these exercises? And I'm just like, all right, you know, whatever, you know. So there was all my coworkers. So it was like 55 plus people. And like, I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, these are my coworkers. Like it's, it wasn't a big deal to me. I was just sharing the workouts with them. So after I did that, um, after the Navy, they, they take you through a command, um, a career development board where they kind of sit you down. It's, it's very informal. They want you, they pretty much want to know like if you're ready to get out the Navy and like what you're going to do when you get out to make sure you're prepared. So at the time I was going to be an appraisal um, agent or whatever, like that was my thing. And my, uh, my supervisor, he was like, he was like, man, I think you should be a personal trainer. And I was just like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's like, 
he's like, I see the way you are with the guys in the gym and blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's like, you know, a lot more than some of the personal trainers I know. And um, so long story short, my last two years, I was actually studying for my uh, my personal training certification while I was underway in my in my bunk. Like while everybody playing video games and shit, I was in my bunk reading my book, <laughs> getting ready for my tests and shit. And then when I got out, as soon as I got out, that's when I got my trainer certificate and uh, worked at LA Fitness for like two, actually a year. And then that's when I went out on my own. That's when Instagram came out, 2012. <laughs> that's around the time that I met you. And um, what's crazy about that is when, um, when Instagram came out, like I did not want to put myself out there like I did not want to do it like I was, I was just never that person and but I had to do it for my business and um I kind of didn't know like what to do at that time or what was going to be my strategy one of my clients she was the one who told me to do a competition she was like you should do a competition she was like that's that what will help you like market your business and like it did like yeah. it, it I mean it was easy and like to this day like I tell you know, anybody that's like a new personal trainer now, like if you want to get your business started, like just transform your body, whether you do a competition or whatever, whatever it is, do something for 90 days and like just document that shit and put it online. And like people will come yep, <laughs> because show, it's all show them you can do it you know and then I mean? they'll believe you can help them do it. Exactly. Exactly. So when I did that, that's when, you know, all the clients just just came on in and you know, I started like getting like these, you know, opportunities. People wanted me to join their teams and I was going to start my own team. And, um, and honestly, like bodybuilding, like it was cool to compete, but it was just not fun for me. Like, I mean, I, a lot of people will say, oh, bodybuilding is not a real sport. It is a sport. It's not like a physical sport, but it's still a sport. But at the same time, like I'm used to physical sports. So I, I love in the fourth quarter, I can impose my will on you and I can win the game. I can't do that on stage. So that bothered me. You know what I mean? So that's why that was one of the reasons why I didn't like it. And the other reason why is I didn't want to take no drugs. Because once, once that first show that I did, I remember it was, it was, uh, it was like 30 guys in my class. And I think I placed seventh in that class. And like all those guys that were in my class, they were all talking about staying natural. They were all like on the natural thing. But we didn't know. We didn't know that bodybuilding, like it's it's a drug sport, you know? So um, what's crazy about it is as I started doing good in shows, um, I um, one of the coaches was telling me like to go to USA's and all of that stuff and like do nationals and shit like that. And in my mind, I'm like, and I know the sport by, by that time. I'm like, the only way I can compete with those guys is if I take drugs. And I was like, I'm not taking, I don't even like to take medicine when I'm sick. Like, I, I'm, I'm not taking shit. Like, I don't, I want to be in control of my body. Like, that was it. Like, I, like, for me, I was afraid. Like, that, I'm, I'm afraid of shit like that. Just yeah. like, I'm, a, I'm afraid to fucking have unprotected sex. Like, I'm, I'm afraid of shit. Like, that's why I don't do it. Yeah, that's good, though. It's good that you that have was, that little voice of reason in your right. head that's like, mm, that could go real wrong real fast. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, what's what's crazy about that? A lot of the, a lot of those guys that were in my class, they all went to the dark side, yep. which is cool. Yeah. You know, you you know that's that's what you want to do, but just wasn't just wasn't my thing. 
I feel so, that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. you know, the listeners of the show, I relate a ton of stuff to, you know, bodybuilding and just the, the sport itself, just health and fitness in general. A lot of the times I'll, mm-hmm. those will be my analogies that I use in the show, because it's like, it's, it's true. Like if you, if you want to hire somebody, make sure that they've done the things that you want to do, period. It's really that simple when you're looking to hire somebody for anything. You know, you wouldn't yeah. hire someone to be your personal trainer if they're not in shape. You just wouldn't. I just, it's it's really right. plain and simple. But same, yeah. like that's how I got into bodybuilding uh, or even into personal training. I'm sorry, it was I started training with Gina because somebody approached me and said, you have a physique of a figure competitor. And I said, like figure skating. I know I got big calves, but damn, like I was like, he's like, he grabs me by my shoulders. He's like, no, your shoulders. I said, oh, I was a swimmer my whole childhood. That's where the shoulders in the back. Came. Yeah. You had the shoulders. Boy. Yeah. And, and, and it's so funny. Cause when I was about 16 years old, this guy came up to me in the gym, a trainer at 24 and was like, girls shouldn't train shoulders. You shouldn't be lifting shoulders. Like that's not feminine. And I remember thinking, oh, okay. And it's like, anyways, that was a tangent, but like yeah. <laughs> having someone push me to into the sport to say, Hey, you've got the, you've got the physique potential. I also didn't know that, you know, drugs were a huge part of the, of it too. And drugs don't sit well with me. I've tried lots of them. I'm not a quitter, right. but they don't like me. <laughs> they do not like me. Only two glasses of wine likes me. And that's maybe that's pushing it. But you know, with bodybuilding, it was interesting that what I loved about it too, cause I was super competitive growing up was as an adult, there weren't, there weren't a ton of sports other than like Bobby that you could like play and like be competitive in. So mm-hmm. in my, in my twenties, it was like, oh, this is an individual sport, much like when I swam, right. You're part of kind of like a bigger community, but it's individual. And mm-hmm. what I loved about bodybuilding was that I didn't have to be the best in shape on stage. I just had to bring the most stage presence. It was like a package deal. So for mm-hmm. someone who doesn't naturally super lean, um, it was able to in- incorporate like my gymnastics background, my, my, my being on stage background. So I did love it, but also I was a miserable bitch the last six weeks before stepping on stage. It's not for the faint of heart. And to me, yeah, it is a, yeah. it is dead set. It is a sport. The dedication that it takes to be in this, in the, in, in the fitness industry to compete, compete at that level is next level. But I remember getting to my second mm-hmm. show thinking that girl is not natural. Like you could just tell by the way that they look. And so yeah. by all means, if that's the route people want to take, like I, none of us judge anybody because it's just too yeah, much of sure. a personal thing for sure. Yeah. But um, I think the, the structure and, and the way that you have to live your life during that time. Yeah. It can explode your business because people saw me, my body transforming and they, they were coming out of the woodworks. My clients behind the chair were like, Hey, you look amazing. What are you doing? I'm like, Hey, you want to come train with me? I'm a brand new trainer. And they were like, yeah. So I got a double dip on that clientele. And I talk a lot about that here on the podcast too, about how can you use the clientele you already have to diversify, like getting them to buy other things from you or work with you in other ways. And you have other things that you do too, besides personal training, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so I do, well, I do personal training. I also do uh, online coaching as well. And then uh, I just got my real estate license. Yeah. And so um, I'm navigating that. I'm trying to figure trying to figure out how I'm going to combine the two. I just started, um, uh, instructing uh, at Rebel uh, Fit Club as well. Um, that was actually an upgrade from what I was doing before. So, um, so yeah, those 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 are pretty much like my three things that I'm doing right now. But I'm trying to figure out how to navigate the three and like make all three of them just go smoothly. So like that's that's what I'm trying to figure out like at this moment. So. Well, that's a perfect example for anybody listening who's thinking like, what would real estate have to do with personal training, right? But at the end of the day, both of those businesses depend on your ability to communicate well with your client and to get a message across, right? How can I motivate you to come to the classes and work out? How can I motivate you to support that with healthy eating along with doing this work? 
Mm-hmm. You people have to trust you in order to buy real estate or list a property with you. Like yeah. there, it, there's some level of trust because why choose you over somebody else? And that's why we talk a lot about personal branding on this podcast too, is you've established yourself as someone who is credible, someone who, who does the legwork and learns the things. So even though you might be a brand new real estate agent, people are going to want to do business with you because they already know, like, and trust you in the other avenues that you've shown exactly. up with on social media. Exactly. So you've already done like the groundwork, which is the cool thing and why I press so hard for people to show up on social media, even though it feels like a job sometimes. And like you're creating your own personal brand. People know you for your level of energy, your honesty, your trust. So why wouldn't they be interested? Hey, like he's now doing real estate. Cool. I want to work with that guy. Like people buy from people that they like, not the thing that they have. Right. So I think for you, it's going to be so easy to double dip on the clients that you've already already worked with all these years, like circling back and letting Mm -hmm. that be your network of people that you just like, hey, this is what I'm doing now. It would mean the world to have your support if you or anybody's interested in real estate or you're looking to list your property, like call me, give me a chance. People want to give people a chance. So it's like those of us who don't take the chance and ask for the sell or ask for the listing or ask for the help, we won't get it. Right. If you're mm-hmm. if you're yep. not the squeaky wheel, no one's gonna A know that you're doing it or B know that you need help building your business. So yep. if you almost do yourself a disservice when you show up trying to act like you got everything together when really your whole world's falling apart or you're trying to start <laughs> something and you're not asking for help. So right. Exactly. Hey, a reminder to myself and anybody listening, if you're starting something, you know, much like I, I did hair for 21 years and now I'm, I'm stepping in, not now, but the last three, four years into the coaching space. If I didn't talk about it, if I didn't say that's what I'm now doing, if I didn't say I'd gone through all these programs and learned all this stuff so I could help people, but didn't talk about mm-hmm. it, nobody would know to come to me for this stuff. But right. yep. same with real estate. So you guys got to talk about it and, and brag on it and share your journey into getting into it, why you're doing it, why you're passionate about real estate. Like, I mean, A, it's something that is invaluable to know for you personally, for sure though. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then for those, for those people, I know you said something about um, showing up, like I'm I'm sure when you say showing up, you're talking about like content, like what people got to understand is tell them, tell them content content (laughs) is content. But I'm going to tell you the thing about content, freaking it's hard to be consistent. That is the key right there. Like you have, when you showing up for people, like it's all about being consistent and The key to consistency is fucking planning. That's that, that's it. That's it, man. Because like you can you can have all of these all of these ideas. Like I got I got all of these ideas in my phone, but like if I don't execute that shit, like they're just sitting in there. You know, like I would take like a week. Even let's just start with a week and just plan your post out every single week, or like have like certain days where you talk about certain things, and then do that like for the whole month. Like when we do that. Oh, our shit! Like your your social media is gonna go go crazy, you yes. know. And to me, that's what this that's what this, it's, it's all about. The structure, it is. You know? And and what he's saying in in layman's terms is is your brand, right? That's your brand. Mm-hmm. And what are your pillars? Your five brand pillars that you have that you talk about that you are known for. Those are mm-hmm. at least five days of content. Some can be used twice throughout the week if you're posting a minimum of five times a week. If you're only posting three four times a week you should easily become up, be able to come up with three things that you love to talk about consistently that people start to know you for that build you as the expert and, and build credibility. Because yes, you're right. Consistency is the number one thing that people fail at when they're starting a business, when they're growing, scaling, doing a podcast, anything like you can't start a yep. podcast and just hope it's good. You can't wing this kind of stuff. I have to plan this. I have to execute it. I have to take inspired action. I have to sometimes take uninspired action even to get it done. Like <laughs> it's no joke. So, I mean, it's like, how bad yeah. do you want it right at the end of the day? So I got mm-hmm. some questions. 
Yeah, go ahead. Like the hairdressing world, like the beauty industry, there's a ton of misconceptions that we have about hairdressers. Like I could name a couple like derogatory ones, but what are some mm-hmm. misconceptions of people in your industry like that have a, about people in the field of industry, like personal training? What are some misconceptions that you would agree or wouldn't agree with? Personal trainers are or aren't. Speak freely. Um, oh, personal trainers are not clean eaters. Oh, <laughs> you guys they're all not, don't eat brown rice not. and chicken. They don't, they, they don't show you. They don't show you when they're eating dirty. Like the ones that do, those are the ones you follow. Yeah. All right? But those are the real, I like yeah. that. So that's one. Um, I don't know. That's the only one I can think of on, on the top of my head. Good. Okay. So you guys, you guys are human and you don't only eat chicken and brown rice and broccoli. No. no. Good. Okay. What is, <laughs> what is your favorite like self-care practice that takes care of you? Is it taking the two oh. months off Instagram? That's one of them. That sounds like a good one. Wait, doing what? Taking two months off of Instagram. That took oh, a break. Taking two months off. Of <laughs> well, that yeah, that was just a one-time thing, though. That was just a one-time thing, and that was that was basically because of like from uh from like the aftermath of like the print the, the pandemic, because yeah. throughout the pandemic I was just like, this shit is just crazy. Like a lot of people, you know, just going through a lot at that time, and you know, just different thoughts going on in your mind about about the way people are treating each other, the way people are just hating, you know, one another, like going back and forth. You had this platform, hating this group, this platform, hating this group. I just got, I just got tired of it, you know? And plus I was still like in the kind of midst of like trying to figure my shit out, you know? So, but, um, but now what was your question? Favorite self, <laughs> favorite self-care practices. Self, self-care practice. Um, my favorite. Um, do you have a morning routine? Do you have like any structure, like an evening routine? Or there's things that every day that you do to support yourself? Um, or are you just always this high energy requires nothing? I don't have a, I, I, I am always this high energy. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, mean, I, I think some so people. This is, he- so, so, this is, so this is the thing. This is the thing. A lot of people ask me this, like about my energy. All right. The reason my energy is the way it is, is. It's because I have a I have a very high level of gratitude, like very high. And it's not, it comes from it comes from my mom. Like my mom, single, single parent. Um she basically is like my like my big sister, you know. We're super tight. And um I would say growing up, I've never heard her yell at anyone. I've never I never heard her cuss. I've never heard her retaliate at anyone. I've, I've never heard her do anything negative or say anything negative towards anyone. Like that's what I grew up with. And uh, my mom was a, she was a hustler. You know, she had me in she had me in Catholic school. You know, a couple times um, she missed tuition or whatever. You know, she's working three jobs and shit. She has me playing sports all year round. She makes sure I have my my batting gloves, like everything I, everything that I need, like. That was my mom, never complained ever, you know? So when it comes to like, you know, waking up in the morning, like that's what I think of. I always think of, especially now, like I just moved um, in East Village. It's a lot of homeless over there. So I see, so now my gratitude is even higher because I see that shit every single day. So there's nothing like that I can complain about, you know? Like, of course, like we have our days, you know, where, where shit just, you know, gets on our nerves or whatever, but, I always bring myself back, always, always, because there's, there's there's never nothing, nothing is that nothing is that serious. Yeah, you know, when it's cold outside or when it's raining, I'm 
walking fast to get to my car, but somebody's living outside while I'm walking fast to, to get into my house. You know, that's the type of shit that keeps me up here, mm. you know? And, but that, I mean, that's, that's, that's basically it. <laughs> that's, I love that. That's, that's honest. Is the, is the way it is. You know? I mean, I, my son will never be able to say any of the things you just said about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Other than, other than we got him in hustle. Catholic school, I hustle and he has hustle. his batting gloves and he's in sports 24 seven. That's about yeah. it. His mom sure? cusses, his mom retaliates to the guy who cut her off. I'm always like, don't be like me. <laughs> don't drink coffee like your mother. Oh, I love that though. You're, I got, your mom sounds like an amazing woman. Cheers. Cheers. That's awesome. You're so lucky. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I guess, do you have a morning routine? Is there, is there, is there a way that you start your day? Because I think some people hear me say that I get up at 5am, I do my journaling, my meditation, my, my movement. And they're like, yeah, Jasmine, I don't want to wake up at five or I don't need to wake up at five. And I, I don't like journaling and I don't want to work out first thing in the morning. And I'm like, well, do you, maybe you need an evening routine. Maybe you go to bed at a certain time instead. Maybe you journal before you go to bed. And when I mean journal, like write all that shit out in your head. It doesn't have to be some woo woo, like lighting sage and shit. You know what? You know what? Just don't don't hate don't hate me for this. Don't hate don't hate me Keep for this. Keep it real. Because right? <laughs> your listeners don't hear this, all right? <laughs> you guys see why I, I brought him, right? <laughs> I don't I don't I don't have a morning routine. Like I mean, I the thing is when people say morning routine or nightly routine and stuff like that, I'm like I'm like okay, that's cool, but that, that that's just not that's just not me. My morning routine is you know I brush my teeth, I wash my face, I um, lately I've been drinking tea in the morning. Um, but other than that, that's, that's it. I just, I just wake up, you know, sometimes I would, I, I would read, you know, sometimes I would read a couple pages in a couple books that I'm reading right now. Um, but it's not like a routine, like my routine, it's like, I need to leave the house like 15 minutes before, you know, I need to get there, you know, so I can be there 10 minutes before, you know, yeah. that's, that's my morning routine. So you do have a morning routine. You just think it had to be some next level crazy shit, but that's yeah, still a, that's still no a routine. That, right? we, <laughs> okay, we all, okay. First thing we all do when we get up, we go to the bathroom usually, right? Like, and mm-hmm. not everybody does things in the same order. Like you probably have a pretty calm morning because you know, you're getting up, you're brushing your teeth, you're going to the bathroom, you're probably gonna have some tea, you give yourself enough time to get to work on time. So you're not stressed out. Like yeah. you guys listening, if you don't have a morning routine and yours kind of sounds more like that, you have a morning routine. And when people ask, yeah. like, if, if you were to have to, jump up and not get to do any of those things, you would probably feel a little frazzled. Like if you didn't get to brush your teeth and you didn't get to have your tea, if you didn't get to sit for a few minutes and maybe read and enjoy your morning, you wouldn't be supportive for the day. So that's mm-hmm. how simple like a morning routine that's can be. Okay. We don't even realize we do it. That's the stage you hope to get to. So you don't even have to say, I have a morning routine. Those are just habits you've created that are so good mm-hmm. for you that you're like, well, yeah, duh, I do that shit. Like that's just normal. You don't do that. And I think that's yeah. the thing with me when I, when I tried to explain like what it is that I do in order to have the level of energy I have, get the shit done that I do, like have that, what looks like hustler mentality. I'm not a hustler. I'm just resourceful. And I, I, I know I need this much time in order to get ready and to have my coffee and to get to the gym and to do all the things that I like to do. And the things mm-hmm. I like to do just happen to be somewhat of a routine. Cause I like to do them pretty much every single day. So I think right. we sometimes overcomplicate the idea of like how we support ourselves. But if I was mm-hmm. to take it away from you, you would notice it. So right. that, that's the thing I always talk about too, because if you are planning to be consistent, there we are with consistency again, if you don't support mm-hmm. yourself daily, like things will start to fudge. You'll start waking up late. You won't, you know, the things won't happen that you want to happen and all the planning will go out the window because you don't have enough time for it. So 
Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think too is um I you know just like what you said like what you need to do to be productive. You know, if you need to have your coffee in the morning to be productive, you need to do that. You need to not miss your coffee. You need to not miss your meditation. For me, I love my job so much. I'm thinking about it the night before, so I'm I'm waking up. <laughs> That's everything. That's so exciting. How awesome. How many people can say that? I hope everybody yeah. listening can say that, but I, I beg to differ that that is not how most people feel. Um, and I know that because a lot of people come mm-hmm. to me for coaching because they're not happy with right. the, the situation of their job or the environment that they're in. They may still like what they're doing. A lot of people in the beauty mm-hmm. industry or even in the gyms, like, but you don't like the environment you're in anymore. And that's the power of what we get to choose is to find somewhere that better suits you. And, you know, mm-hmm. as you've evolved too, like you've outgrown spaces and now you're in Revel, which is like a higher end. Um, you're, you're working with probably better clients that you wanted to work with. And it's just a different mm-hmm. vibe. And, yeah. and I think sometimes we don't gift that to ourselves, like G-I-F-T, gift that to ourselves. We think like, I'm here. This is like what I, I should be grateful for this. And that's how I felt about when I left the salon I was at, I was like, it's so good. And a lot of people feel like that with relationships, right? Like it's so, mm-hmm. it's pretty good, but it's not great. It's not the end all be all. Or sometimes you look at your situation and you're like, is this as good as it's going to get? And mm-hmm. right. it's only up to us to change that situation and to, and to make moves. And I feel like you've done that for yourself over the years by leaving the military when you had the chance and then getting into personal training and, and just kind of like evolving your way to where you are now. And the thing is too, another thing like with the gratitude thing, it's, um, I don't, I don't stay in situations where I'm unhappy. That, that's another thing mm-hmm. that, that keeps my mood on a high level all the time. Um, relationships, dating, work, whatever, you know? So like, if you're like at a job where you don't really like the job, you should get up, you should get up every morning, like thinking like this shit is temporary because after I leave, like I'm gonna go work on my shit that I'm gonna leave this job for, mm-hmm. you know? So that's kind of how I think about shit. You know, if I'm in like a job that, that I don't like, I, ne- I, I was never like in a job that I didn't like though. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't no, really been either. No, <laughs> but that's, that, that would be, that would be the mindset that I would take with it. You know, just right. get up, do your thing. You know, when you get home, bam, get on your shit and and just grind that shit out you know totally yeah me going down to one day a week behind the chair is kind of an example of that because i used to work five Mm -hmm. days a week behind the chair and i've all the extra side things i started to do have grown and picked up momentum that now i'm only doing hair for a means to an end one day a week um also partly because i'm having a hard time letting go of that business i've built but it's also like you know you rob peter to pay paul just do all the side hustle seat to grow this podcast Mm -hmm. to do the stuff so you know, where yep. there's a will, there's a way. And I think you sharing those stories, I'm, I'm sure people can find themselves in those stories to, you're right. Like, I'm not that happy. Maybe I need to recognize that I'm the only one that can do something about it. Yep. Just like with your body, just like with personal training. If you're local in San Diego, it sounds like you do online training too. I cannot recommend mm-hmm. him enough. I know this wasn't meant to be a plug, but I mean, why <laughs> get your plug in while you can. <laughs> so where can, you, where can people find you on social media so they could come like hang out with you and get all your yummy energy? Uh, Renard Simon, the Renard Simon. Yeah. At the Renard Simon. Cool. I forget my Instagram handle. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes. If you guys forget, he, he's kind of unforgettable. And we, we, we both like, uh, had dated, not each other, but date, dated out the <laughs> And we, when we started, when we started the IGTV live stuff, we, I think we talked a little bit about dating stuff and like the nitty gritty of like, mm-hmm. just all of that. And I really feel like we got it. We got to come back. Do you guys want to listen? We got to come back to that. 
Yeah. yeah. Would you guys want, can I put this on this podcast platform or do I have to go start a whole nother podcast platform? Do you guys, are you okay with us coming on maybe one episode a week? You can listen to it or not. Uh, maybe one episode a month. I don't know how often we're going to get to hang out and just talking shit about dating relationships. I don't know. God knows what else will come out of our mouth. I mean, I have no filter. He's a little bit, a obviously was, was raised a lot better than I was. Um, <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um, There's no filter here, though. No. <laughs> oh, no, I don't edit it. I don't filter. It just seems really appropriate to, like, at least I have my own platform where I can express myself and be my authentic self. <laughs> and only people who are striving for that or are doing the same are allowed to listen to this show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that should be the goal. To be yourself, to be able to speak your mind and, you know, yeah. to just, like, call in whatever it is that you want. So if you guys support that, please just shoot me a DM. Let us know if you want to hear some more nonsense because we'll bring it to you. all right guys we'll see you on the next one take care thank you so much for tuning in if you love this episode it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so i can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people so until next time be you unapologetically